I would like to warn you that this episode of Off the Watch List is spoiler-filled. So, if you've seen the movie, or you just don't care, welcome to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Off the Watch List, the podcast with the movies that we have no excuse for missing. My name is Luke. My name is Sophia. And which movie did you watch this week, Luke? This week, I watched To All the Boys I've Loved Before. So I suppose on the surface level, I'm not super surprised that you hadn't seen this movie. It doesn't quite seem up your alley, but it was and still is very prolific. And it it does definitely feel like a pop culture staple of, I suppose, the youth generation, (laughs) the current, the current youth. All right. So I have a little bit of background not terribly much. I, I don't know what it is about more recent movies. There's just not as much to dig up on them. I Yeah, I think the production process has been streamlined a little bit. So there aren't as many funny mishaps or, or anything. Yeah, and like these Netflix films, one of the one of the cool things about Netflix is they open up a lot of opportunities to young filmmakers to express their visions creatively. And it seems like this is what Netflix did to the filmmakers behind All the Boys I've Loved Before, directed by Susan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I... Female director. Female director, which is great. I think that the Netflix production process and the producers at Netflix and the money being funneled in is very organized and to mm-hmm. the point. It leaves less room for error, I think. Error-free production or close to it as far as we know yeah and I'm, I'm sure that's part of just modern filmmaking in general but i'm sure it's also specific to netflix because really netflix was taking a big gamble by branching out from just streaming other people's movies and tv shows to actually producing their own and and i'm sure you recall a lot of people thought they were kind of going to flop for it so they really mm. had to to have their act together know exactly what they were going to do be very efficient very organized so yeah this the movie came out in 2018 mm-hmm. which wasn't at the very start of the netflix original push but it was kind of at the forefront of the netflix original movie push mm-hmm. we had stranger things i believe in 2016 was when stranger things season one came out mm-hmm. but they didn't really start pushing their original movies as like serious to be taken seriously movies until I mean I would probably say 2019 when they had Marriage Story come out and the Irishman oh yeah and Roma in 2018 you're right and so that was it seems like that was when Netflix decided we're gonna try and show the world that these movies are to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and it does seem like to all the boys of love before is part of that push especially yeah. towards the teen girl audience yeah no I, I remember it was a big deal when roma as a netflix original was at the academy awards yeah and i just i oh mean i i love netflix as a company for this the mm-hmm. fact that they open up the doors for some of these more obscure films to not just get funding and get made but now actually have a push at being fully recognized 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call this an obscure film at all. Yeah. It's so prominent. And I'm sure if you polled 100 Gen Zers, probably even millennials, 80 to 90% have probably seen this movie. Or Certainly all of, of them have heard of it. Yeah. So anyway, I have a little bit of background. The movie actually is based on a book written in 2014 by Jenny Han. And then, as we mentioned, it was made into a movie in 2018. So that's not a whole lot of time that elapsed between book publication and movie release, only four years. It kind of makes me wonder if there was a deal in place for, straight from publication of the book mm -hmm. because most movies have at least a year, like big movies, mm -hmm. have at least a year of pre-production before they actually start rolling cameras and so that means that at the bare minimum it must have started pre-production late 2016 early 2017 yeah so i actually that that's a good point you make i actually don't think that's correct and i will get to the reason why in just a second oh, okay uh but the book is i have not read it myself i've heard it's it's a very good book and i believe this is a, a fairly close adaptation there there weren't many off the book moments in the film or anything like that nothing was dramatically changed and I, I believe the author was relatively involved as well with the with the production which is always mm -hmm. neat when that's able to happen but the book was based on Jenny Han's own habit of writing letters to people particularly crushes uh, when she needed any sort of closure when there were things that she didn't feel she could say to their face and never sent them she didn't have anything happen <laughs> like in the movie but I, I think that was just naturally born out of a what if based on this scenario that yeah. she had already been living out it was on the new york times bestsellers list for 40 weeks so the the book did very well in its own right Wow, yeah. So again, with, with the author of the book being fairly involved in the production of the movie, Jenny Han made the producers a mood board for the character of Lara Jean, which is pretty neat. You know, so she got to, beyond just writing the character into existence, she also got to help design her style and d design the character for the movie version as well. And she... As you probably noticed, she did draw a lot of fashion inspiration from 90s classics such as Clueless, yeah, Mean Clueless. Girls. Yeah, Was Mean Girls 90s? Maybe 2000s? Early 2000s, I it's, think. It's that same genre. All, all sort of started by Clueless, though. 2004. So now, he, this is the last little bit of info I have. I saved it for last because I think it's the most significant. And this is why I think there wasn't any deal in place right after publication. So Jenny Han actually had a really difficult time getting a studio to sign to, to the movie because she was absolutely insistent that the main character, Lara Jean, be played by an Asian-American actress. Mm -hmm. And she got a lot of pushback from producers. And she quote decided to work with the only production company that agreed the main character would be an asian actress so of all the different studios she shopped around there's only one kudos to you netflix absolutely well that they it ended up getting picked up by overbrook entertainment which is will smith's company mm. uh and and they were the one that 
finally signed on. And sure enough, uh, Lana Condor, who's the actress playing Lara Jean, she is Vietnamese-American. And oh my goodness, I mean, you couldn't imagine anybody else in that role. Yeah, I I have. My sources have a little bit more information filling out the story behind that. So the movie was optioned actually on July 3rd, 2014 mm-hmm. when the book came out. It seems like the studio or some studio of some kind requested the story and bought the story. Mm-hmm. But the author still has some power over that agreement further okay. on. So it was first developed into a treatment in mid-2015, which is basically the pitch given to the studios saying this is what we want to make. Okay. This is probably where she ran into the issue Got with it. studios is a studio came to her. Offered her money, she took it, she said, this is mm-hmm. what I want to do, and they said, actually, no, you can't have an Asian-American lead. The first script was written in August of 2015, but then another script was subsequently written in September of 2016, which means there was like a year there, probably that was the uh, year I where see. there was that conflict, and then pre-production began in mid-2017. Got it. Yeah, and I, I think that is so important, I cannot stress enough how important it is to have representation of groups that are traditionally very underrepresented in Hollywood. And that is so important, especially to new generations of aspiring actors, aspiring filmmakers, aspiring really anything, that it's it's so important to be able to see themselves in books and television and movies. Totally. So I, I think this is a trend that we absolutely need to keep pursuing. And it takes big steps like this movie to make that kind of thing happen Mm -hmm. because I think it's really great that Netflix not only made this movie, but promoted it like they did. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in 2018, if you had a Netflix account, there was no way of avoiding the movie. I was going to say, I remember when it was released because there was a lot of lead up to the release. Like everybody, it was on everybody's radar. Yeah. And it was, it was the front page image on Netflix, like mm-hmm. the the autoplay video, and all these. It was everywhere. You couldn't you couldn't miss it. That's it's, that's great that Netflix not only took a chance in this story, but also, I guess you could say, is furthering the the progress towards getting all kids of all different types someone they could, that looks like them on the screen. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So just real quick, so this was picked up by. This is just me asking clarifying film questions. So, so it's it's a Netflix film, but it was also tied to Overbrook Entertainment. So, what's what yeah. is what is each of those? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's different there's different areas of of production. There's the actual production company, and there's the distribution company. Mm. I don't. So, think... Netflix is the dis. Distributor. Yeah, Netflix is the distributor. They might have also participated in funding the movie, although it seems like it was Awesomeness Films that produced it. I don't know too much about Awesomeness Films. It seems like they are a slightly smaller production company, but I would not be surprised if looking into it, if I discovered that Netflix took over the production for the sequels after they became so successful. But Netflix did buy the movie after it was made and distributed it. Awesomeness and and Overbrook. And Overbrook, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's just a, a question that I had, but that makes sense. 
All right, so like I said, not much background today. That's about all I've got. Are you ready for a summary? We can jump into the plot, yeah. The movie starts off and we meet the protagonist, the main character, Lara Jean. And Lara Jean Cubby. Yeah, she's your I don't know if her grade is given. She's your typical she's a, high she's school. She's a junior. Junior? Yeah. Gotcha. Typically typical high school kind of shy kid, just in terms of not the most popular, you know the trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's very bookish. Yeah, bookish. Can I say, though, I'm really glad they didn't follow the trend that I, I feel like a lot of <laughs> a, a lot of rom-coms do, where so so shy girl coming out of her shell is a, is a common rom-com trope. And I feel like that also often comes with a physical transformation. She'll be seen as unattractive to start with and, and she'll have I also have a problem with this because it's always like curly hair and glasses <laughs> which is like oh, that's ugh. I I really have a problem with those things being used to you know signify like an unattractive character it's, I also get a kick out of the transformation when all a person does is take off their glasses and suddenly everyone's like oh my gosh she's so attractive yeah, now just huge issues with that trope and yeah. I'm, I'm really glad they didn't even go anywhere near that you know I, I really actually like this movie because at the beginning she's presented as your very typical you know just good student very bookish keeps to herself but that's not seen as undesirable or something that needs to change before she's an exciting character you know and and she's super cute and she has a great fashion sense and and i i'm just very happy that right from the start this is a character that you know knows herself and loves herself and we love her too and she doesn't have to go through any big you know sandy from greece (laughs) transformation before she's seen as attractive or interesting yeah she's valuable just as she Mm -hmm. is that's a good message to send right off the bat Mm -hmm. when we meet her we establish very quickly that she has written throughout her life a series of letters to the boys that she has crushes on well she's written them to all the boys she has loved before (laughs) <laughs> yes, specifically five you, boys. You, you took great pains to dance around, <laughs> quoting the title. I didn't want to give it this to, early. To all of the people on whom she has had crushes. <laughs> <laughs> specifically five people. She's had crushes on five people. Which, okay, so this is the first moment in the movie where I was confused <laughs> because <laughs> because don't most people have more than five crushes in their lifetime yeah i think the implication is that these are her like most serious crushes oh okay so it's you know to all the boys i've loved before not to all the boys i've liked for a month <laughs> that would be before. a very different movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all the boys i've been moderately attracted to <laughs> worth writing a letter to gotcha but probably not every boy she has ever had a fleeting crush on it's introduced at the beginning that she has an a younger sister and an older sister and her older sister whose name is Margot, is dating a guy named josh it's pronounced margot (laughs) 
Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Her older sister, Margot, is dating a guy named Josh. And from the moment Josh walks into frame, you could tell that Lara Jean has a, a deadly crush on Josh. Is there like a sax solo or something like that? No, she guitar just like, solo. <laughs> he walks into the room and she comes like running down the stairs like, hi. And like, like she's clearly very flustered and all these kind of things. I see. But it's very established very early on that Josh is one of those crushes that she's written a letter to. But drama. So Margot was an older sister. Oh, maybe she's two years older because she's leaving for college mm-hmm. at the beginning. So if we're to assume her freshman year of college in, in Larjean is a junior in high school, then okay, I suppose that's only two years. And, and maybe Josh is like a senior in high school, so he's in between them. He and Larjean were friends when they were kids. Oh, and into high school i just gotta say the character of josh i feel is very mistreated throughout this movie really and we'll we'll get to more of his character but she basically brushes him off for the rest of the movie and who margo no um well margo does and also largene and i just feel kind of bad because he must be so confused the whole movie but anyways we'll get into that in a second like you mentioned Larjean's sister Margot is heading off to college. And because Margot is going to college, she decides to break it off with Josh. And she's packing up and throwing stuff out, as you do when you go to college. And their father subtly insinuates that maybe Lara Jean should do the same thing because she's a hoarder and needs to throw some stuff out. And her father, you don't know this, is Ian from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and oh. that is the only place I know this actor from. <laughs> and I've I've seen him in a bunch of other things, but I honestly don't even remember what else he's in because to me he's always just <laughs> Ian from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He's great. I like him in this. He's really good. He's a, yeah, he's a good actor. And so Lara Jean starts to clean out her room. This is when we see the letters in the box. Eventually she falls asleep on the couch. And when she falls asleep on the couch... Her little sister, whose name is Kitty, finds the collection of letters. And we cut away there so we don't know what happens, although the entire movie you can kind of know what happens. You can, one can surmise. Yeah, you can put one and one together and get two very easily. The next day when Lara Jean goes to school, she runs into a guy named Peter, who is played by the lovable and huggable Noah Centineo. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know that he's huggable? (laughs) I don't know. He seems like he'd give a good hug. Noah Centineo, king of the rom-com. King of the rom-com. King, king of the Netflix rom-com. Yeah, well, also Disney Channel original movie. I mean, oh, yeah. avid Noah Centineo fans will remember him from How to Build a Better Boy, of which course. I think is a Disney Channel. We watched I... that here. That was, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> when given material to act with, he's he's got a lot of good acting chops in him, and he shows them off in this movie. He's really, really solid in the film. Yeah. And he plays Peter, who is one of Lara Jean's crushes. And he comes up to her and is like, hey, yo, um, why'd you why'd you send me a letter that says that you're into me? And she was like, what? <laughs> I understand writing a letter to like get your emotions out. Uh-huh. understand. But why address them? That's just plain As fire. in that's as- asking for trouble a little bit. <laughs> Puts the stamp on. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Writes out your return address. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I suppose I suppose mailing them is better than Kitty going around and hand delivering them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny image. <laughs> it's like, here, this is for you. <laughs> Mrs. Kavinsky, I have a letter for your son, Peter. Here, Peter. 
bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter walks up to her, tells tells her that he has this letter, and she passes out. <laughs> and then she that wakes. That would also be my response. <laughs> Tbh. <laughs> when she wakes up, roughly a second later, Peter is there standing over her, and she gets up, still kind of panicking, and turns to see Josh walking towards them with a letter in his hand. And to avoid this situation, she decides she's going to kiss Peter. So she does. <laughs> and, I mean, Josh naturally is a little bit confused by said act. <laughs> does what any sane person would do, which is just turns around and leaves. <laughs> All right, this is not my place. Oh, I'll catch you later. <laughs> and um, Peter is also a little bit confused. Naturally. Naturally. We learn that Peter's girlfriend who was Lara Jean's childhood friend, but now are mortal enemies. They just broke up. And so Peter is on the market. And <laughs> and Lara Jean sort of runs away from her problems here. Obviously, it's not the best situation. All of her messages to her crushes have gotten leaked to the world to see. I, I would simply move to a different continent. I thought you were just going to say die. Like, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm just going to force quit. <laughs> like, she runs into another guy, Lucas, who is another one of her crushes, and she... I think she's in the bathroom when she runs into him, right? I seem to remember that. Yeah, and he walks in, he's like, hey, you in there? And she's like, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, so she says no. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, no, I know you're in there. Don't worry. I'm not mad or anything. And um, he tells her that he's gay. That's when she begins to realize that all of the letters have been mailed out. Mm -hmm. That night when she gets home, she's getting knocks on the door for her from both Peter and Josh. They come at separate times, I believe. Mm. But she tells her family to say she's not home, and then she runs away. And she goes to her favorite restaurant where she runs yeah, it's a cute little diner yeah it's like a 50s diner and as just a quick interjection here i really like the way this movie plays with color and lighting and and just you know fun wardrobe we we were talking in robin hood about how so few movies really dare to to be very colorful and, and visually very appealing but I, I think this movie is one of them and I yeah that that was part of the charm for me the first time I watched it but I, I just bring it up because it's very noticeable in the diner scene here anyway. yeah absolutely no it's definitely worth worth mm -hmm. noting lots of neon yeah the classic diner look mm -hmm. and while she's at the diner she runs into Peter at the diner or not runs into but is ambushed by <laughs> by Peter at the diner and he is I would say probably reasonably looking for some explanation. <laughs> some follow-up. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just kissed me in the middle of the track. Why? And she explains that it was not a romantic kiss, but that she was just trying to get rid of Josh, who was walking up on them. And you hear that, and if you're Peter, normally you'd be like, hey, that's that's a little messed up. Why'd you do that to me? Mm -hmm. But he was, he's surprisingly, he goes, oh, okay, I have an idea. And this is when he tells Lara Jean about his breakup with her uh, childhood best friend whose name is Jen. Yeah, Genevieve. Genevieve. Jen. Yeah, Jen. Jen, short for Genevieve. Short for Genevieve. Did you know 
when I was a kid, my grandma always said I would marry a person named Genevieve. I did know that. (laughs) I didn't know that Genevieve was a name. And so I was like, why would I marry someone whose name is not even a name? And it became it became a thing to a point where where my whole family would always whenever I was like had impolite manners at the dinner table or whatever in like fifth grade, (laughs) my family would be like, Luke, you can't do that when Genevieve's around one day. (laughs) And so it frustrates me that her name is actually Genevieve. (laughs) (laughs) But he proposes to Lara Jean that they fake date for a bit to make Jen jealous that she'll want to get back with him. And also get the other guys off Lara Jean's trail because they don't, I, I think they don't know when the letters were written. Yeah. So there's no date on the letters. Yeah. So, so this would be sort of a win for both of them. Yeah. Peter gets a master plan. Yeah. Peter, Peter gets, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily out for like jealousy or revenge, but he, he gets to quote unquote move on from his breakup. And then, and then Laura Jean gets to sort of give herself an alibi for why she's not dealing with the other guys because she can, you know, prove that she's not actually interested in them without having to have that conversation. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And so they decide to shake on it. And enact this this plan to be fake significant others for an undisclosed amount of time. And it starts to snowball from this point on, where they meet each other's families and they f- begin to form connections and everyone thinks that they're dating. And basically, this is what kicks off the whole story into gear. It works for Peter, at least. Jen is jealous also josh is off of lara's back so that kind of worked out for her i guess they go on a couple dates during this time and it's the point of these dates is to show their relationship becoming something a bit more Mm -hmm. because they go to a restaurant and they begin to learn about each other lara jean opens up about her mom who Mm -hmm. passed away and peter tries to relate to her by discussing his dad who left the family i think i don't remember exactly but i I think so yeah Yeah, and so he brings that up in a way to relate and you can tell they're actually forming some sort of real connection and also i thought it was kind of cute peter begins to form a relationship with kitty lara's sister yeah and they begin to form this like (laughs) some weird respect bickering relationship (laughs) but they they like each other Mm -hmm. and so you can tell that all of a sudden their relationship is is kind of blossoming which nobody saw coming yeah who would have guessed right (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) yeah and the whole time like i mentioned earlier josh is a little bit left in the wayside this is where i kind of started to feel for josh a little bit because not only has his girlfriend dumped him to go to college and then his childhood best friend who is also his girlfriend's sister wrote him a love letter and now is no longer talking to him after hooking up with someone else 
but no one at all is trying to explain anything to him. <laughs> and this poor guy, the entire movie is just going, trying to find someone who will give him an explanation. He's just sitting there like, so... Um. Yeah, he's, he's just constantly running around like, hey, hey, can you, would you talk to me, please? <laughs> and the entire time I was like, it's kind of not an unreasonable thing to ask. <laughs> but yeah, the, the poor guy... Uh, is just running around chasing her. And I think, honestly, I think that's part of Lara Jean's character arc, too, because, you know, she starts off as, as a very shy and seemingly pretty non-confrontational type person. And, and so her, her immediate solution, which, to be fair, I think would be everybody's immediate solution in this situation, was to just try to hide and Run avoid all of, the, all of the people but as as the movie goes on and i believe as the trilogy goes on as well there there are two sequels to this book in this movie that's something that she gets better at and that's an area where she grows and, and is able to have more emotionally intelligent conversations with people, meet conflicts head on. Honestly, I think that's very true to life. I, I think at some point every teenager has to go through that period too where they decide, you know what, I'm actually going to try to address this rather than just shutting down and, and yeah. running away from it. Yeah, and the, the fun kind of gimmick of their fake dating relationship, Peter and Lara's, Lara Jean, sorry. Is yeah, it, her, it, her first name is Lara Jean. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's not a middle name? No, it's Gosh. like Barbara Ann. Ann is not a middle name in Barbara Ann? No. What? Anyways, this gimmick of Peter and Lara Jean fake dating is really explored in this kind of time period where they're developing the relationship where they begin to push each other out of their comfort zones for instance, Peter invites her to a party, and being the shy girl trope, she has never gone to a party. And so they go to a party, and before they, they enter the, the main room, he's like, hey, like take a quick photo of me to make your home screen. He makes a photo of her, his home screen, and then she gives him a scrunchie to wear on his wrist, and that kind of thing. But while we're at the party, Peter's desires, I guess, are kind of cemented, where he spends some time with Lara Jean at the party, and Jen naturally is at the party too, and she gets jealous, and she confronts Peter in the bathroom, and it shows how much control she still has over Peter. She takes the scrunchie from him, which is a setup for later. Mm. But basically, Largino said that that was my favorite scrunchie. Don't don't lose it, and he gives it to his ex, which is not a good look. Yikes, Peter. Um, yeah, Peter does that a lot. A lot of the things that Peter does with Jen are a little weird. Like, he's still talking to her regularly throughout the movie, like, texting her. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, they bring it up a couple times where he's like, like, where she's, Lara Jean's like, are you still texting Jen? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's not a very good boyfriend. Peter. Yeah. A little disappointed in you, Noah. But, anyways, <laughs> this all leads up to the moment where they basically have to decide what their relationship is. And that comes in the form of this school ski trip where it's been hyped up the whole time as the place where the couples of the school go. And 
it's like some sort of school retreat. I'm not exactly sure what it is. My school did not have a ski trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of high school this is, but <laughs> yeah, they they go on this. Basically, Peter takes Lara Jean on the ski trip to go to this resort. And Jen is upset about this because that was their ski trip and they were supposed to do it together. You broke up. Yeah, I'm like, come on. This is your fault. Um, like, you can't break up with someone but then be expecting to still honor all of the... <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> All of know. the plans you made with them. <laughs> it's like, oh, so we're still good for dinner? <laughs> come on, we're planning to go to Mykonos in 2044. Uh, <laughs> on the ski trip, Lara Jean basically confronts Peter and... They confess their true feelings for one another, and surprise, they actually like each other. Wow, wow, wow. And they begin to kiss in the hot tub. And at first, it seems like your traditional culmination of like teen rom com, but it comes back later, where once they get back from the ski trip, first off, it's revealed that Peter went to Jen's room after the hot tub kissing session. Yeah, I still don't. Remember why he did that? Well, he explains oh, okay. later. He he went to her room and she says, Jen says, spent the night at her room. And she... It's a lie. She pulls out the scrunchie to prove it. And of course, Lara Jean's like, why? How could you? And she breaks up with Peter on the spot and runs away. But she goes to school the next day. And at school, it's revealed that someone has posted a video of her and Peter in the hot tub to... Insinuating YouTube. that they did more. And although they didn't do more. It's, yeah, yeah it's clearly shows they didn't do more. And basically... But the rumor mill. Yeah, the rumor mill. Rumor, rumor. Rumor mill. Rumor mill. The rumor mill. McDonald's. Can I interest you in our rumor mill? <laughs> <laughs> The rumor mill is spinning, and this gives Peter an opportunity to defend Lara Jean a bit. He tells everyone to get off her back and yells in his big football voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for everyone to like leave her alone. And after that video has started to circulate on Instagram, Lara Jean comes home and finds that Margot is back home from college for Christmas time. And this it's a bit shocking to her because she's been trying to hide from Margot the whole movie because she doesn't know if Margot has discovered or not that she had a big crush on Josh while she was dating Josh. So that's a bit of an issue. Basically, this all sort of culminates. Josh shows up at her house, I believe, and so does Peter. And Peter tells Josh that she doesn't Lara Jean doesn't like him anymore and Margot is like right there and she's like wait a minute what do you mean anymore and they have this big sort of familial breakup mm. where Margot's very mad at, at Lara Jean for not telling her any of this Lara Jean kind of comes to Margot and sincerely apologizes and brings up the topic of this video and I think that sort of brings a calm onto Margot's storm because she takes a lot of pity on Lara Jean's situation and decides mm -hmm. to help her through it. Yeah. And then <laughs> Kitty pops up perfectly timed and goes, oh yeah, I sent the letters. Uh, that kind of makes Lara Jean a bit mad. I think naturally so. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Margot has to kind of be a mediator and she helps the sisters to forgive each other. I still don't know why Kitty did it. She said to help push Lardine out of her comfort zone, but I'm like, you're you're like four. No, she's not. She's, she's 12, maybe. Yeah. She might. I think she was going into, into her freshman year. Gotcha. Still, I'm like, what do you mean you're going to push your sister out of I your mean, comfort zone? <laughs> probably. And in, in knowing her character throughout the movie, she's a really fun character, but... I wouldn't be surprised if she just did it to to cause trouble. <laughs> yeah. Just to be mischievous. This is when the most unrealistic thing in the whole movie happens. Margot <laughs> gets the girls to, to resolve their conflict, and then they contact Instagram and have them take down the video. Oh my gosh, Instagram, please re- respond to her. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know, contacting Instagram is one of the most difficult things possible to do as a human being on this earth there's no contact information no email we've tried because we have to get our instagram account for the podcast verified for promotion but like they just won't contact you (laughs) no matter how hard you try it's really obnoxious and i'm sure that us putting this out there is definitely gonna help <laughs> hey, instagram dm us we need your help <laughs> instagram send an email to off the watch list at gmail.com yeah instagram if you're listening and you want to help or if you have any questions or concerns please contact us at off the watch list if you want to tell us about all the boys you've loved before <laughs> you should save that I one for the save end that one. i'm good i'm just gonna bring it back and act like nothing happened so. <laughs> Anyways, they contact Instagram, have the video taken down, and I I guess that's that. Is that ever followed up who actually posted that? I don't think it matters. I think it's it's just one of those high school things. Somebody got it. Somebody spread it. It just happens. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Lara Jean conf- does confront Jen about the video. She confronts her in the bathroom, and this is when they have their... Uh, Mo- not a moment of bonding, moment of explanation, where it's revealed that the reason that they hate each other is because when they were kids, they were playing a game of spin the bottle, and Peter, as a little kid, kissed Lara Jean, but Jen had a crush on Peter, and Lara Jean knew that, and so they don't like each other. This is a this is a grudge from seventh grade. <laughs> she has a conversation with her dad that kind of helps her reevaluate some of her friendships. And she begins to rekindle her friendship with Josh here. Mm. And she talks to her dad about it, and her dad kind of gives her a little bit of advice. And because of that, she wants to restore her friendship with Josh. Not a relationship, mm-hmm. but her friendship with Josh. And Josh is like, oh, cool, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> Josh is like, we could have done this at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to talk to you for an hour and a half. <laughs> she kind of is struggling with what to do with Peter because she has feelings for him, but she feels very betrayed by what he did with Jen. Mm-hmm. And reasonably so. I mean, their whole relationship was a facade. But Kitty shows up somehow getting the letters that Peter had written to her during their fake relationship, which kind of showed him to be a somewhat decent guy. Mm-hmm. And that motivates her to see him. And Largin goes to see Peter at his lacrosse practice. It's set up earlier that he plays some lacrosse. Sports ball. Yeah. Some sports ball. And she runs to see him and she gives him a big kiss and they walk off into the sunset together. <laughs> 
And then it's also worth noting, after the first session of credits, there's a mid-credit scene, and one of the other boys comes a knocking on her door with uh, a fresh basket of sequel bait. So, that's a fresh basket of sequel bait. Sequel bait. Oh, I thought you said seagull. It's <laughs> like no, he's holding flowers. <laughs> yeah, no. Hi, Lara Jean. I brought some sardines. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the movie ends that's how the movie ends and i have not seen any of them past this point well, maybe we should maybe we should but that's to all the boys i've loved before it's it's a pretty sweet movie it's I, very I simple it. yeah. very charming it's it's what it it set out to be mm-hmm. and it executes itself well and the big strength that it has going for it is the screenplay and the characters well, the characters are really great. I would definitely recommend it to people if you're interested in like the rom-com genre or you'd like to, maybe you'd like to explore it. This is a good place to start. Absolutely. Well, if you would like to tell us about all the boys you've loved before, <laughs> which is a line I just came up with right now, <laughs> you can send us an email at offthewatchlist at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram. Our handle is at off the watch list pod and i believe that's about it Anything if you else? actually send us any emails with stories about the boys that you love before i'll be very impressed and i, I will read them all please, please. <laughs> awesome well I, I think that that should be about it thank you guys so much for listening and we'll, we'll see you guys next time bye